0: Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet, here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice, are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast.
1: This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is Sean Jones. I am the Green
0: Hey DC fans, welcome to the Basement Pilot Edition of the DC Superpowers Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Rose. You may have heard me possibly from places like Geek Watch 1. Um, I've also been on many other podcasts from the Tangibound and the Weeby Geeks Networks. I would like to also bring on my co-host for this show, Vernon.
1: Hey, I'm Vernon, also known as V Yellow, and V Yellow's comic books is also on the Geek Watch 1 website.
0: Yes, sir. Now, Vernon, you did get make sure that um, no one saw you sneaking in the basement down here, right? Because, listeners, we are broadcasting live from the basement of the Hall of Justice. Hopefully, no one saw us sneak in here bringing our equipment.
1: Yeah, I snuck past everybody, and I was just making sure Martian didn't read my mind.
0: Good. You wore your tinfoil hat?
1: Oh, yeah. They thought I was kind of goofy by I have a condition.
0: Yeah. Well, as long as... We, listeners, we're going to be on here for um, as long as we can, as long as they don't catch us. If they catch us, we're in trouble, so we may have to run. You never know. But some big things happened this week in DC Comics. Um, but before we get to the big screen uh, happenings that happened, Vernon, why don't, we're going to tell them a little bit about what this show is going to be. Now, anybody who hasn't heard it before, um, we're really good friends with another show from the other company across the city there, uh, Marvel Comics, called the Mighty Marvel Geeks. And um, anybody who knows me from Geek Watch 1 knows my partner Kylan is actually on Mighty Marvel's Geeks. He's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. there. So, Mike from Mighty Marvel Geeks um, sent me a message a little while ago asking, because he's been looking for a place to actually... Do a DC Comics podcast. They cover all things Marvel and news and what's coming up and things like that. He need, he would like to get something that had DC. First thing I thought of was my buddy Vernon here.
1: Hey, and. From there, we had to get a sister show. Mighty <laughs> My, uh, My Marvel Geeks is going to be our sister show, and we're the DC Superpowers podcast. We're going to record everything DC as they do Marvel, and it's going to be from movies to television, from comic books to anything out there.
0: Exactly. And actually, the... um. This week has been uh, looks a little light on news from DC, other than Batman versus Superman opening, obviously. Because, and I think
1: that's probably why.
0: <laughs> yeah. This, this show is actually, we're recording on March 25th, the day after the opening of Batman vs. Superman. Actually, it's the official opening day for Batman vs. Mm-hmm, Superman.
1: Friday release.
0: So, um, next week we're going to have, um, there's going to be a lot of huge news, because there's a little convention happening out in San Francisco that DC Comics is all over. Um, WonderCon is actually happening this weekend, Geeksters. And DC Comics has promised a lot of news coming out of WonderCon. So next week, we will have all the rundown of everything that came from WonderCon, and as well as more news on Batman versus Superman. And, um, all the, we plan on actually bringing all the TV news. Um, there was a couple things that happened to DC TV this week, but everything's been on hiatus just about, except for Legends of Tomorrow for the last couple of weeks. Yep. This week, we got everything else back, but no Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Yeah, we got Flash. <laughs> we got, got iZombie got back on TV.
0: You still haven't don't watch Gotham at all, do you?
1: No, I'm sorry, I, I'm just lost on that show. This last week, <laughs> Gotham was...
0: had some interesting stuff in it because they actually had Penguin's dad in. Paul Rubens actually came in to do Penguin's father.
1: I, you know, I did uh, read an article about that, which I thought was very interesting. I did yeah. not think they would do that, but it was a perfect choice.
0: <laughs> it does it, the second half of the season though. Since they brought in the villains thing, it seems like they're actually. Um, rushing the shows now hmm. i don't know why but the whole break from christmas they are advertising that mr freeze yeah remember and now but he was on there like three episodes that was it and he's already in jail
1: hmm. well three episodes i guess is long enough they figured they can always go back and get him
0: yeah but they did the whole origin of mr freeze there um ju- this last two last two episodes has been the riddler edward hmm. nick was actually out there paint, spray-painting um, question marks and stuff and um, sending Jim Gordon all over the city.
1: So it's about time they revealed him. as <laughs> that? Because we already have... Penguin was the only one that we have from the first season, right? Um, Like an official villain to stay on there.
0: Yeah, well, we, we've we seen a lot of the other ones, like Poison Ivy's around, um, Catwoman's but, around. Yeah, and, yeah but is the only not, one that's actually They're not actually, villain.
1: you know, doing yeah. their criminal ways yet. They're still, like, too young, but he's the only one that actually became the Penguin.
0: Well, also at this point, they have since you're not watching. Bruce has actually ran away from home and told Alfred he needs to learn how to live on his own. So he's basically oh, out wow. on the streets with Selina
1: again. Okay.
0: Yeah, and so getting beat down and learning how to live on the streets and stuff like that. Hmm. So, but um, you missed Supergirl, and there was some I huge know. developments on Supergirl this week, man. But um, I'm gonna have to spoil a little bit for you because um, we actually had Guardian on Supergirl. Not not as Guardian. He was just Jim Harper, but it was Guardian. He, um, the general synopsis for the episode was that um, he and Lucy Lane, who's now Major Lucy Lane again, yeah. jumped on. Um, they went to. Um, they came into the DEO to take possession of John Jones and find out if anybody else knew that there was an alien running the DEO. <laughs> and the whole idea is, at, once they're done with him, they're taking John Jones to Project Cadmus. So any any um, DC fans out there that has, know Project Cadmus know that um, aliens that go to Project Cadmus don't have a good time there, <laughs> and they actually say in the show specifically that yeah, Cadmus's than, job is to dissect aliens to turn them into weapons for us.
1: Yep, worse than Area Fifty One.
0: Yeah, so that's a lot of what happened there, and it would just it would make sense that Guardian is the guy taking them to Cadmus because if I remember right, isn't Guardian um, usually the like security chief for Cadmus?
1: Um, not exactly 100% for sure. haven't seen Guardian in the comic books since, uh, Teen Titans books I read.
0: Yeah. Well, he was in, um, Young Justice, remember? He was, he was in charge of Cadmus at, on, in Young Justice when they found Superboy. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but that was most of Supergirl. Flash had some awesome stuff. Now, did you look up Trajectory? Because you had mentioned earlier today that, um, she she was in it for a couple episodes, or a couple of comics back in the day
1: yeah i looked that up uh i think it was that last week and yeah she they never really use her too much in the books like i I heard also on a video it's like they don't even put her in a lot of uh comic books now and i'm like hmm interesting at first i thought she was like with the speed force but
0: no well the the cool thing that i saw pointed out from another show was that um that costume and if you look at the actress there that plays um that plays trajectory on this look at the actress she's about the same size as the actress who plays um jesse
1: did yeah, that, that when I first seen that uh the trailer, I'm like, is that Jesse?
0: And you also see in there that um, J- they now have an empty suit who's that's made for exactly. A so what's so the I, chances I, we're gonna see Jesse get a hold of that Velocity Nine and we'll end up with Jesse Quick?
1: Yeah, I was watching it with my mom. I was telling her that's probably how they're gonna set up to give her her powers.
0: Also, um, did the end of that where where Trajectory disappears? Did that remind you tell, of anything out of the comics?
1: Tell me that wasn't the Speed Force though.
0: Yeah, but I, yeah. I, that's well, that, all my mind went to. Remember, that's how Barry Allen died mm-hmm. in the 80s during the crisis. He ran so fast that he became pure energy.
1: I'm I'm trying to decide. I don't think they're going to do that. Well, I don't the, think they're going to use that as, on Barry throughout the series.
0: Probably not, but that's um that's what they did to tra- tra- Trajectory. Yeah, she actually ran so fast that she became pure energy. Um, in the '90s, with Wally West, they did a lot of talking about um, the whole idea of how fast you can actually go. If you go past the speed of light, then you become you become one with the speed force. Then, can you come back and all that stuff? They did a lot of exploring of that back in the '90s when I was reading. Hmm. So, but uh, what else we got? We got Arrow that came back this week. Did what? Did you think of Arrow? Did you watch Arrow yet?
1: Um, I watched parts of. It. I didn't finish the whole thing, ah. but I see what they're setting up. Yeah. And they're getting closer to figure out who is it in the grave.
0: Exactly. And also, we we got to see Cupid come back. And it was I li- interesting. I, I like Cupid. <laughs> but Cupid coming back she, as anti-love.
1: She gives me the feel of Harley Quinn for the show. Yeah. Well, she is uh, kind of crazy. Yeah.
0: So, but um, what happened on iZombie? You were watching iZombie for this week.
1: Everybody's getting back their zombie uh, power, seemed like. Okay. Um, like the main villain from uh, last season, he is now a zombie again. But he's got to keep it – he can still keep it under wraps because last episode someone slid his throat and put him in the grave. And by the end of that episode, he was up and walking in. Oh, ah, okay. And and the, uh, what is that? Max Rager. They're trying to get uh, closer to his uh, experiment under the basement. He. <laughs> it's funny because he uh, talked about on there everybody needs their uh, secret basement where nobody knows what we're doing and nobody can take our ideas. But he's also really kind trying like to kill the zombies from. too.
0: So, kind of like where we're recording from, the, down in the secret basement.
1: Thank God we don't have any zombies down here, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. So, well, we're in the basement of Hall of Justice. The worst that we're gonna have to deal with Solomon Grundy, and he's gotta get through the Justice League to get to us.
1: Exactly, and with Superman out there, I don't think he's gonna do anything.
0: That's right. So,
1: um,
0: so is there anything? Did you find anything in the way of DC
1: Comics news? Um, not really. I they got some. Uh, and this is a segment that I do want to set up on the show. Okay. Um, a toy list. They had some uh, people uh, unboxing some new material from Batman vs Superman, so I'm thinking I should have tried maybe to go online and see what all they got.
0: Yeah. Well, I saw the DC Comics website actually has a um, whole section of collectibles on there, too. Okay. So, but, um, listeners, we're going to, as this show goes, we're going to add segments to it and such, but... um, we're going to try to keep it going like this, where we're going to give you guys news of everything that's going on during the week. This would actually be a good point, Vernon. Um, we've gone through some of the TV stuff that's happening, but why don't you give the listeners a little backstory of what, what's your history with DC comics?
1: Ah, uh, okay. Honestly, I think DC comics was my first ever uh superhero experience because of the super friends. My mom used to record those on the OVHS tapes and pop them in for me. When I have something to watch when I was little. So I remember seeing Superman, Batman, green lantern aquaman wonder woman robin cyborg so then i started getting on i got into marvel but still dc i guess took that uh, place first my awesome. favorite uh, superhero is batman the other being spider-man but still batman is like one of the top people and uh top characters in dc for eternity okay and
0: yeah so and actually i have an idea at the end of this show vernon we're gonna do a um, top five list so start thinking about Ooh. it now. It'll be our top five heroes of the DC universe.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I, think what, I, can get, I think I can get something pretty quick. <laughs> yeah.
0: As we're talking, we'll figure that out. I mean, both of us being DC fans, it shouldn't be difficult. But, oh, no. Um, yeah, my, I actually
1: did something like this uh, three years ago, and I, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what okay. was the order.
0: Well, the nice thing with a list like this is it's going to change constantly.
1: True. Depending true. on who
0: you're into now, who you're not into, and stuff like that. Um. But where'd you? when did you actually start reading comics?
1: Oh, man. Hmm. I want to say when I was in my first year in middle school, I actually started reading the books. I had them uh, at my grandparents' house. My grandpa got some. He had, like, I want to say probably about 300 at the time. And I never I always would pick them up. I never, like, read them to actually read the whole story. But by the time I got in middle school, somebody wanted to trade some books with me. And I'm like, maybe I will. But then I started reading them that night. I'm like, I can't trade these things. These things are, like, valuable and they're good to read. So um, every time, ever since then, I started even going to the library, getting them. trades and everything the first trade i think i read was the death of superman yeah and uh as as a kid i didn't even think superman could die like i i didn't even think none of my heroes could really die the only one i knew that um D get killed off was jason todd and that was from a documentary dc had on uh it was some some tv uh show that was out back in the 90s but um yeah that was my first trade i ever read and since then i was like hooked on books and then i would start going and getting anything that was like that. Like, I even got into manga, but comic books was the first thing I got into, so that's the thing I guess I'm used to reading.
0: Okay. Well, mine... It started like yours, but mine actually was watching first runs and reruns of the Super Friends when I was a little kid. I was born in seventy six, so it was right in the heyday of. While I was watching comics and er, or cartoons in the early eighties, and it was um I had two sisters, so it was racing downstairs to see who would get to TV first for what shows got to watch. But the Super Friends were always in the rotation because my myself and my sisters would both watch it so it was so, saturday morning must see tv
1: so you're so my, uh for so i'm trying to think if it's so the equivalent of what you got with the super friends was how i was raised up on a uh, batman the animated series
0: exactly and then well since the, from then i mean i've watched all comics or cartoons since then all the way to now i'm still watching cartoons exactly but, um,
1: and i had to go back in the past to see what else was out there
0: yeah well um and then when i got into high school early i think it was 91 is when i fr- bought my first comic book that I remember buying. I went mm-hmm. into, um, there's a place called Kenmore Comics, which you know this because you live <laughs> close to it. It, yeah. it was um, a couple years earlier. It had moved in basically across the street from my house. So I actually finally had a job, um, making not much, but it was enough that I actually went in there. And The first comic I bought was um, Flash Year One um, comic. or it was the first of the Flash Year One series. It was Mark Wade's first Flash comic. Oh, and man. from there, I was hooked. I mean, I bought Flash all the way through to like '96 or '97. When at one point I I just had to say I'm done. I can't buy a comics anymore. I can't que- afford thirty bucks a week.
1: Question: Do you remember like what made you go to the Flash comic specifically? Because I know there was other ones in there that you looked at. What made you want to pick up the Flash?
0: Well, mine was um, mainly I think it was because initially it was it was year one, so it was the origin. I was like, well, I can just pick this up and go right into the origin of the character.
1: Mm, okay.
0: So that's what got it there, but um, in general, we'll see on my top five list. Everybody calls me a Boy Scout anyway, because <laughs> the light, the lighthearted, good characters that are good because it's the right thing to do—those are my guys. So it's like the Superman and Flash and those, all those type of characters. Those okay. are my favorite type of characters. So that's what I gravitated to anyway. But um, as I'm reading Flash, and the reason I ended up at thirty bucks a week was um, DC and Marvel and all the other ones like to do crossovers. Yes, they
1: do. So can.
0: you're. Reading a comic, and then you have a character crossover. Like maybe Green Lantern comes in and joins him for a episode, exactly. you know, for a comic. <laughs> then all of a sudden, you're reading two comics, and then someone yep. else joins another one, and you're reading three or four more comics now. <laughs> so eventually, you've got three or four comics a week for all month, and you're yep. and comics even then were like two and a half or three bucks a comic.
1: Yep, and I I did love that con- I love that concept because that was a good way to get other characters uh, well noticed, but it yeah. would run you up in money so good. Yeah. Well, that's when it's awesome
0: a couple of years ago when I found comicsology.
1: Yeah. Now no, I just buy
0: digital, and especially DC is awesome with digital. Now, um, Marvel has their Marvel Unlimited, which is I if DC had that, I would give them all my money. But um, Marvel has that DC or the Marvel Unlimited, but DC has a lot of um direct digital 99 cents a week comics. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Like um, right now I am reading got... Dark Archer or um Arrow Dark Archer, which is an origin story for Merlin. Uh, the Adventures of Supergirl, which runs along with the Supergirl TV series. It's in the same universe, just other stories. Um, DC Bombshells, which is an. Have you read Bombshells yep. at all?
1: A little bit of it.
0: It's, 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 it's a actually diff- pretty. It reminds good story. me
1: of Superman Red Sun so much because the characters are completely different. It's like, oh man, this is nice, different time setting.
0: It's definitely an Elseworlds title without calling it Elseworlds. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, it's basically, if anybody doesn't know Geeksters, um, it's. DC Comics, if you take all the girls from the DC Comics, Wonder Woman, Stargirl, Supergirl, um, Mara, um, isn't she Aquaman's um, wife or something? Yes. It's like Aqua yeah, it's Lady like or Aqua Last, I think is what they call her. And um, if all of them had come into the universe in the 1940s and was put together by Amanda Waller into this bombshells division to fight against the Nazis and things like that over in Europe. So it's all 1940s um, superheroines. Super but drawn in the style of what bombshells were back then. If you remember any of the artwork from like the airplanes and from on bombs and things like that, that's what these characters are drawn as. So it's, it's like sexy without going over the line into too far. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean? So that's a little bit about where, um, I came from comics where you came from in comics. Um, like I said, next week guys, we're going to have all the news from WonderCon, And, um, we're going to start at the end of every show. We may not do it this week, but, um, we probably won't get to it this week, but at the end of every show, guys, we're gonna have a um the our pull list, which will tell you the upcoming comics for the next comic book week, what's coming out, what we're what looks good to us, what doesn't. We probably won't say what doesn't look good, but what looks good to us, we'll probably do a top three each, depending on how many comics are coming out that week.
1: Might mm-hmm, have to, extend um, it to five.
0: Yeah, let you guys know what's going on. So, but this week we're gonna do it a little different because we're gonna do our top five heroes. But Vernon and I both last night went to go see batman v superman the dawn of justice yes so what was your impressions vernon
1: um a little mixed but overall i did i love the movie i thought it was enjoyable it was watchable the critics from what they were putting out before i'm like "Mm, i'm hoping i'm not gonna get a fantastic four because the critics were killing it but if you go in there and if you're a fan of it you're gonna love it i was a fan of man of steel previously and i just like dc comics and the story was amazing and um The thing that bothered me was that it was going to get mixed reviews because when I first uh, seen the trailers, I'm like, this is going to be Watchmen. Something like Watchmen. Watchmen had mixed reviews. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Yeah. But I'm hoping uh, this one gets a little bit better um, reviews than what Watchmen did.
0: Well, this one for me, um, it just proved what I I said time and time again that if the critics don't like it, I'm going to go watch it. (laughs) Because usually if the critics hate it and kill it. You did say that. I forgot about that. Then I usually like it. (laughs) But... <clears throat> um, for me, I wasn't a huge fan of Man of Steel. I mean, I'm a Superman fan, so I'm gonna, um, I enjoyed seeing Superman on screen, but that right. wasn't the Superman I grew up with. For me, my number one favorite superhero movie of all time is the original 1977 Superman with Christopher Reeve. I thought they didn't care, that was perfect Superman on screen.
1: Yeah, I I don't know, I like, I like both of them, but see, when I was uh, growing up, I didn't really have a, the only Superman I really knew of at the time was from, um, Tom Willings, Smallville. Yeah. So, so you didn't funny, it wasn't Superman. Still a you were more of a Clark Kent fan, if anything. <laughs> Say what? So,
0: really, instead of a Superman fan, you would have been more of like a Clark Kent fan.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I guess so.
0: Because you didn't see so Superman. So, I seen his until humanity,
1: yet. you know, being Clark Kent more because he wasn't Superman at the time. He was supposed to be Superboy, but oh, yeah. He was still learning everything. Well, then, but he still, he still kept that like humanity side to him. He wasn't too violent, he wasn't too brooding not too dark you know
0: yeah well the best thing you get out of that show is learning how much of an influence jonathan and martha kent were to him and what makes him superman he's not superman because he has these abilities he doesn't he doesn't help people because just because he can he was raised that when you can you help people that's just part of his upbringing part of i mean um john schneider was fantastic as jonathan kent in that movie or in that tv show yeah, he was. So, um but back to uh Batman Superman, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know if I would say I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. I didn't really I went in just saying I'm gonna like it. I'll see how see where I range from on there that yeah. spectrum. But I I really loved it. I got a lot of key points I wanna talk about in there that was just awesome.
0: Oh yeah. Well
1: that blew me away.
0: Um the one thing I think um I think we should probably leave off the ending of the movie because the rest of it really isn't spoilers. Yeah. The end of the movie, but, though, where it ends, I think we should leave that at least until next week or a week after, let people actually see the movie. Okay. But, um, I mean, the rest of it we could talk about all the time because it's just part of, if you know Superman and Batman, you know the way this movie was run. Yeah. But, um, no, in this but, one, Superman's character, I think, actually didn't change from Man of Steel. But I saw Man of Steel was straight up just – it was – and I've heard it said this way before, which actually helps the movie, in my opinion. It was Superman day one. It wasn't Superman after a year of being Superman or after making mistakes and stuff. This was the first day in the cape. He's got to fight Zod. Yeah. So he didn't have a chance to learn anything.
1: He just went in there beaten down.
0: Exactly. So and he destroys buildings and stuff because he didn't know any better yet. He he didn't know what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, well, if you looked at it, the <laughs> the funny thing when it was when it first came on. When the uh, lasers was coming out of somebody's eyes, that was from Zod. Because if you remember, he uh, didn't even know he could do that till Superman did. And he said, I can do basically the same thing you can. He was the one that started killing all those people. Superman exactly. was just there. <laughs> so it's like... And that way, in the Wayne building.
0: Yeah. It was nice to see in this one, though, that Superman is a more fleshed out character. He's had 18 months on the scene helping people, doing things. Um now, he's being manipulated this whole in this entire movie. But um I think his character was actually closer to what I expected Superman to be in the first
1: one. In the first Man of Steel.
0: Because um there anybody who knows Superman growing up or um reading Superman through history, it's he, Superman's got almost 80 years of history now. Superman has one okay. physical um weakness. He's weak to kryptonite but that's not his weakness that's just something that can um, slow him down or that could kill him but if you want to really hurt superman you hurt the people hit the people around him the people he loves that's his weakness and they show that in this movie really well for once Zack Snyder i think
1: actually got that right and that because what happened we do his mother was that was hard hitting yeah (laughs) and but if you notice they did that in the beginning too remember when zog came to his house yeah but it was more of a rage also, this um, one was more—he learned how to control it a little bit too. I'm, I like that he didn't just go full on wanting mm-hmm. to punch somebody.
0: So, um, what did you think? The, the big question everybody had going into this movie. What did you think of Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, Batman?
1: That was the first thing I want to touch on. Um, I'll eat crow. I will say that because when it first was announced, I was just—I wasn't with that. I didn't think Ben Affleck could play a good role. And it wasn't because of. There, though, it was just I couldn't see Ben Affleck as a Batman. But then after time went by and they released the photos of him in his suit, I'm like, okay, well, I'll give him more of a chance now. And boy, did he blow me away! I mean, this dude—he's probably one of the best Batman I ever seen on screen. Period.
0: Well, it's interesting because he's playing Batman in his 40s, at least. Yeah. And um, but go ahead. He also
1: pulled off a good Bruce Wayne too.
0: Yeah. Well, it was interesting because really it's almost like Batman had gotten to the point where he's no longer trying to keep a completely separate life. Yeah. He's actually got, um, Bruce Wayne has now, like most people have acknowledged that Batman is his actual, that's who he is. Bruce right. Wayne is a mask that he wears.
1: Batman. Well, he's is gotten to the point identity. where
0: Batman has bled into Bruce Wayne a little bit that way. He, Cause there was a lot of stuff he was doing as Bruce Wayne to facilitate what Batman was doing.
1: Yeah. Like when he was going downstairs and trying to, what was it getting Christian Cole's from, a. Uh... Lex.
0: Yeah. So this it was cool. They actually without showing all of it, they showed that this Batman has a history.
1: He's yeah, been they at did, this they for a long time. That very well.
0: So, um
1: And if you notice like even in Gotham, uh when Batman first put on the suit, there was a question mark on the wall. I'm was? thinking maybe that's uh Riddler's And then also when um Batman was talking to Wonder Woman, they were saying how I've met women like you and then she said you've never met any woman like me. I think he was referring to Catwoman. Yeah. So this was just showing me that he's got so many years of experience he also has fought the other villains in his uh in the comics.
0: One thing I'm wondering so, in a deleted scene if this is going to um play out but you remember they show um Bruce having a nightmare and he wakes up in bed and there's a lady beside him.
1: Yeah, who was that? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Is it
0: just happens to be some lady that he brought home with him from a party?
1: I, or... think, I think that's what they were saying, because if you notice, this Batman was drinking, he was partying. He, he kind of reminded me a little bit of a Tony Stark Bruce Wayne, because the yeah. Bruce Wayne, I knew, would never do anything like that. Now, in the Dark Knight uh, Return comics, he did start drinking more, but he was so old by then, I don't think they were trying to do anything with his love life. Yeah. this one's still got a couple of years. They just try and make him like a playboy. that Doesn't care anymore. And plus, we don't know why he started doing this. At maybe after the death of Robin,
0: it's possible. That's another thing that was interesting. That um, there was no Robin in this, and for no. the, you can tell by the way it works. This went that there is a, that he probably doesn't have Robin now. But there, um, what's called the, all the um Jason Todd stuff has happened.
1: Yeah, it definitely did. And Robin so, did die, and people keep saying they don't know if it will be Jason, but I'm pretty sure from what Zach does and directs is gonna be uh jason todd
0: yeah it's also gonna be interesting in suicide squad when you because we know batman has a cameo in suicide squad because joker's in it
1: right but oh, and it
0: looks amazing. like joker's not that old in this movie so how old was joker when he was fighting batman originally like um 15 because jared leto doesn't look that old as joker
1: no he doesn't i don't know because well the fuck like i said the funny thing is both of those guys are the same age in real life yeah <laughs> but uh I, I'm gonna go with he's still probably Batman's age, just because if they're gonna play it right, Batman Joker were close in age, and if he got Harley Quinn as a girlfriend, she's probably gonna be like ten years younger than him. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. Well, the other one that actually didn't really surprise me because he's an awesome actor anyway, but Jeremy Irons as um mm-hmm. Alfred, that was awesome.
1: From the trailer, I knew I wouldn't have any concerns with him, <laughs> and seeing his past work.
0: Yeah. So um, but the next big one that we come to, we've we've covered Batman, we've covered Superman. First time ever on the big screen to see Wonder Woman. Woo. Gal Gadot, I, in my opinion, killed
1: it. She did. And Once again, that's another character I'm like, eh, I don't think she'd be a good fit. Blew me away. She wasn't on screen for too long, but with what little time she had, she executed it perfectly. I cannot wait for the next uh, Wonder Woman movie. Exactly. I, I want to dive into that character. I want to know her origin. And plus, if you looked in the uh, picture that was sent to uh, them, I didn't notice until the second time I've seen it on screen that was uh, Chris Pine and their uh, Steve Trevor was standing right beside her on the right.
0: Oh, cool. Well, we know they've they're done principal photography for Wonder Woman already. Right. And, um, I didn't think they was
1: gonna put something like that though, and I thought it was just gonna be a shot of just her. But from seeing that, that's got to be from on set when they were shooting Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, what it is, they knew they were gonna. Um, they just timed it right. You know, what I mean, they knew that they would be filming Wonder Woman about the same time they were finishing up Batman Superman.
1: Yep. That was smart, DC. Now that seeing seeing stuff like that really piqued my interest. Cause like, yeah. you guys really did invest a lot of time in here.
0: Yeah, this movie actually didn't feel
1: as um, tonally
0: as dark as Man of Steel did.
1: Um, I don't know. It still felt like that to me. The color palette still was very but, dark. But hmm?
0: The color palette was dark, but the the tone didn't feel as dark. I don't know if it's just because it, Superman they allowed him to lighten, uh, be a little lighter.
1: No, I don't know. I felt like the Superman character just might have went so light it it didn't really change to me. The thing that really made the movie more lighter was uh um Lois Lane and Jesse Eisenberg They kinda gave us a little bit of humor where it wasn't so much a dark, dark tone. Yeah and then showing the love interest between them were, was nice. Okay. And showing that Batman and Wonder Woman might have something going on.
0: Well, not yet, but they maybe not yet, but they might on it. in the future. But um and actually talking to Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor. We actually have a brand new Lex Luthor because this is a different take, I think, than anything we've had before. He's like a mix of everything that we've had because Lex Luthor originally started as a a general mad scientist. Yeah, but um, then in the eighties, he moved into um, being the businessman that we know now, Or millionaire. Yeah, the the millionaire um, businessman who had science on the side type.
1: And uh, also, want to correct this here. He isn't the Lex Luthor. Also, we're used to seeing from what the credits were saying, and from people online, they were saying this is the son of Lex.
0: No, this yeah, his was father Alex. was yeah, but um yeah, his father was Luthor also. But no, this is the this is gonna be the only oh, Lex Luthor that was a villain. Yeah, but um, that's it. that's my call on it. Because right, um,
1: if they are doing that, that makes sense for it. But at the same time, this is gonna be our Lex. But they were just saying this isn't the Lex Luthor we're used. To this is the Alex Luthor. Yeah. But you know, he's gonna Lex nickname. So, um, but what did you think of Lex Luthor in this? Because at first I didn't know how Jesse Eisenberg was going to be. I'm not going to say I hated it. I did like it. I didn't love it. I liked it. And I liked the spin they put on it. And they gave him more of a crazier side. Uh, Lex never been that. Psychotic, if I remember right. Well,
0: not in the comic books, but um, if you look at Gene Hackman and Kevin Klein when they did Lex Luthor, they both had that crazy side to him. Kevin Klein, especially. There was points where he was just screaming at people.
1: And who was the who was the one for uh, Superman Returns?
0: That was Kevin Klein.
1: Not not Kevin Klein. Um,
0: for Superman Returns was that? Are you talking about for Smallville?
1: mm, I'm talking about for uh, Superman Returns.
0: Yeah, that's Kevin Klein.
1: Hold on one second. Trying to think. of It's not. Is that Kevin Klein?
0: Yes, he was Lex Luthor. Okay.
1: That so, was that was a different guy.
0: <laughs> no, he played Lex Luthor because um, there's those points like um.
1: Oh no, Kevin Spacey. That's why. Ke-
0: that's it. Sorry.
1: That's why. I was like, I knew it was Kevin. Sorry, right. <laughs> I knew it was Kevin.
0: But yeah, he played a, a truly crazy Lex Luthor.
1: Yeah, and like you said, at some points he was just screaming at people. Honestly, from that whole movie, he was my favorite actor in there. <laughs> yeah. See, I so, enjoyed
0: Superman Returns, but we'll go through our movies like that at some point too.
1: Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna have to. But um. um but no, Jesse Eisenberg he put it together pretty well. I I want to see him come back mm-hmm. uh, because uh somebody asked me think they'll recast. I'm like I hope they don't. <laughs> I no, actually no, want to no, see no. him back. That, on the screen.
0: He was actually and especially at the end when you see him with a shaved head, that was perfect. Yeah. So um that's that that and that um what'd you think of uh, actually we got to see a, I think we actually saw a little bit more of Perry White in this one. You yeah, think of we that? did.
1: Um, I like that. I was because at first we had seen him as the guy that was the boss of. Um, the Daily Bugle, but we didn't see no interaction between him and Clark Kent.
0: Wrong universe. Wrong universe is the Daily Planet, not the Bugle.
1: Ah, ha, ha. That's terrible. (laughs) They they confuse me, though. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the Amalgam universe. (laughs) No, it's not. That would be pretty cool, but, you know, we can't say too much around here. Yeah. But, um, no, I liked how they explored Perry more. And I was wondering, I was hoping we could have got, um, um, Man, why am I forgetting his name right now? The photographer.
0: Oh, um, Jimmy Olsen? Yeah.
1: I was well, hoping we'd get more of him. Yeah. Well, we've, but,
0: we've never got any Jimmy Olsen yet. We got Jenny last true. in the last movie. and I think she was in this one, but that She it.
1: was. I wanted to see him in there, because that, that also explored a lot of Superman's humanity, too.
0: Hey, we can't have Jimmy Olsen in this. He's in National City right now.
1: You know, I wonder if that's why he wasn't in the movie. Do you think so?
0: No, I doubt that. It, there's okay. a pos- It's possible, but I doubt it. I think it's just Zack Snyder doesn't have a use for him for some reason.
1: Hmm. Maybe in the future we might get that. Yeah. But um, I want, I want to talk about all the little cameos. Oh, yeah. There's
0: cameos all over this movie.
1: Yeah. But from the heroes. that Okay. When Batman had the second nightmare, that was yeah. Flash, right?
0: That's that's what I see, yeah. And I think it was, okay. that, that wasn't a nightmare. That one was a vision. Because wha- okay. how in the world would he be dreaming about parademons? True. Those were parademons.
1: Well, see, Well, since you now said the vision... I think it's that, a vision of the is, future. This is just a theory I'm having. This was not in the movie, guys, but this is just a theory of mine. The general that's uh that was in the first one.
0: Yeah. Do he you think the, if was they was the defense secretary or something now?
1: Yeah, do you think at some point if they wanted to put him in there, that could easily be Martian Manhunter. Don't you agree?
0: It's possible. But the David Goyer and Zack Snyder have already said that they that um, they hate that character. They're never going to use
1: him. But if you remember from the first Man of Steel, Zack Snyder said he's not going to use Kryptonite because that was too powerful. Or whatever made him too weak. Yeah. And then we get a Kryptonite in this movie, so I'm thinking they can change their mind if they some convinces them. Possibly. So I got a little hope there. But um, <laughs> yeah the the Flash that we see in the future uh, was that the future vision he had it looked yeah. kind of. He looks so weird. That's why I was like, "Is well, this flash?" Or? It was.
0: I think it was because of the some way that he was doing the time travel in this, or looked weird because you didn't really see the suit. You didn't see much. You just saw a lot of no, white you, light flashing around him.
1: Yeah, you saw like lightning and red, and so yeah. But yeah, that's something I want to when I watch the movie again. I'm going to pay more attention to.
0: But um, in the movie, Bruce Wayne gets the files from Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor has been keeping tabs on metahumans,
1: right? That's so, what I was a little so shocked on that metahumans.
0: Yeah, but the um it was sweet when they did show the metahumans cuz that's where you get the picture the old picture of um Wonder Woman. Right. And um you also see the next one he clicks on is the Flash.
1: Yep, in a gro or some convenience store stopping somebody from getting robbed. Exactly.
0: Then um then Aquaman. Jason Momoa looked cool.
1: He did look cool. I w- I was hoping they would have did more with that little cameo cuz it was just like he looked at the camera for so long I was like is he going to stab it? What's going to happen? Then you see him just speed off in the water. I'm like, okay, so they're showing how fast he can swim. That's pretty cool.
0: Uh-huh. And then they got, yeah. um after that, you get to see Cyborg. Did you recognize with... that other actor that was in there with him? The
1: one yeah, that plays I've seen his him in movies before, but I'm like, well, who He's is that actor? I've seen place. him in so he was many in, things. Um, Wait, no, Terminator 2.
0: Yeah, he was in Terminator 2. He's been yeah. in, um, I don't even remember all the other ones. He's been everywhere. He so has. It's going to be fantastic to but... see him in there because he plays a good scientist.
1: Yeah, he does, because, I was well, Terminator 2, for example, he was a scientist in that one, and then, boom. <laughs> but, um, um,
0: actually, I'll look up his name here in just a second. Go ahead and tell us about um, Vic Stone and what we saw there.
1: Oh, um, man. Well, we saw half of Vic Stone. We didn't even see all of him, oh, which yeah. was really shocking. I'm like, oh, man, they went kind of graphical on that one, but cool. Well, speaking um, of
0: shocking. <laughs> I didn't
1: think they were going to show it in the Batman v Superman already. I thought they were going to explore more how he got to there, but it looks like they also had, like, the – what was that, the – Cube that transports Doomsday from Apocalypse to there—is that what the cube you think that was, or what was what, that? What,
0: what in the cyborg thing?
1: Yeah, that meant when the, mean, the it uh, looked like there was a mother box there. On body, yeah, uh, there
0: might have been. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see that.
1: Well, that blue thing that the metals start going, getting on his body. Oh, remember how it start breaking up?
0: I hadn't even thought about that. That would be sweet if that was a mother box. Yeah.
1: Well, in the New Fifty Two uh, Justice League issue, I forget exactly which one, but I got the volume for it. That's actually what becomes his armor.
0: Oh, okay. And they actually use a mother box?
1: Yep. Well, that's sweet. So I'm thinking they might do that. Oh, okay. But it just lit-
0: Flipping through the IMDb here real quick. There his is actually is... someone on here as Jimmy Olsen. Michael oh. Cassidy was Jimmy Olsen, so he was in there what? somewhere.
1: Huh. Now I got to look this up because I'm like, who was that? Yeah, I don't recognize him, so I don't know. But go ahead with uh, where you're going with the mother box. Um, with the mother box, though, I was like curious because it looks so... I don't know. It just didn't fit like it was going to be from Apocalypse. So That's what I'm like. It might not be. It might be something they've been working on. It might be some other form of alien technology. But if they are sticking to the New 52 comics, which seems like they're doing, that's probably going to be what becomes his armor or his new body. Yeah,
0: well, that would tie it into the Justice League movie, too, because we've pretty much nailed down who the villain for the Justice League movie is going to be.
1: Definitely going to be Darkseid. Yeah. I hope they do a better way of introducing Darkseid than, I don't know, some of the Ways they introduced Batman in here, I was like, is this too rushed?
0: I don't think so, because everybody knows the story of Batman. You don't have to get too far. True. Uh, the one Just... thing that I thought was awesome, though, um, did it, is actually it was a cinematographer filmmaker choice. Did you see in the very beginning when they showed um, – Oh, they showed, I think I know where you're going with this. Um, Martha Wayne being killed, and they actually had the um, the gun actually pull out on the pearls. Yeah. So that when he fires the gun, the recoil from the gun breaks the pearls. Thought mm-hmm. that was a phenomenal choice.
1: It was the whole, and also what I liked. Did you see the mask of Zorro when uh, he was walking out of the air? yeah? They had yeah, just seen Excalibur,
0: nice. but Mask of Zorro was playing. Mm-hmm. Also, and
1: and also I liked how when he fell down into the um, the whale well when his parents uh, funeral. Yeah, the way the bats—I don't know—the way the bats. That was him.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that was a little weird for me. Was it made it almost like supernatural that the bats yeah, lifted him up out I'm, of there?
1: I'm thinking, is this a dream Bruce is having again, or yeah, what's I don't going know. On?
0: But the actor we were looking for before is actually Joe Morton, and he was in. Um, Terminator Two, like like we said, Speed, Eureka. It, yep. his filmography is huge. It's got 125 different things on it. So, so he's he probably. Been gonna, all I feel over like the place.
1: I feel like he's going to be one of the actors. How we felt about Jeremy Irons in this one, it was just probably. like he's a, that older actor, but he's going to just blow away. <laughs> he's just phenomenal. He could oh, be yeah. on there for about 30 minutes and still kill it. So,
0: yeah. Um, but uh, actually, at the, um, was there any other cameos that you noticed that you want to talk about?
1: Um, no, there wasn't as many as I thought they were going to put in the brief, but the justice league no one else really yeah i was, i did like can we talk about uh doomsday
0: we could talk about actually let's bring that back for next week because we're starting to run out of time for t- this week's show i believe oh uh,
1: man already man yeah
0: th- it's coming up quick because th- we're guess, gonna do a short, little bit shorter show today and then next week we'll come back we'll talk doomsday we'll talk the end of the movie all the spoilers that is out there and um and then all the rest of the news is out there WonderCon and everything else but since we're ra- getting towards the end of the show here, did you come up with your list of um, top five? Yes, I did. Let's – I have my list. I haven't quite put it in order yet, but I think I got – let's see. Do you have any honorable mentions on the end of this? Because as a caveat, everybody's always got an honorable mention on who they yeah. really like, but they didn't make the list.
1: Okay. I got I got a couple honorable who you mentions there. <laughs> um, Swamp Thing, uh, Etrigan the Demon, Um Oh, that's an interesting one for your list. Yeah, that, like I said, honorable mention – Um. And who else was I? dean didn't write that one down. Um, Power Girl.
0: Okay. And, well, mine-
1: and Plastic Man. I, I don't know when they're, we're going to see him in a book again, sadly, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I grew up watching Plastic Man before he was actually a DC Comics hero. He was just a cartoon character is what Which, I knew him from.
1: And he fits that. To me, he's something like a Deadpool for a uh, – for DC just with the sense of humor part though.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, he was it was great cuz he would stretch out and become whatever you wanted. The, the old cartoon exactly. from the 80s was phenomenal.
1: And that's the toy I just uh got from Amazon about a month ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, in the, um in a text just now Vicky was tell just told me the um that actually she saw the bats as a straight up metaphor. It was a, like you were saying like a dream type deal. She took mm-hmm. it as an actual just straight metaphor.
1: And that's why I think a lot of Zack Snyder's directing is it's yeah. like the you got to look at it from this point of view.
0: Yeah, not all of it's just literally what you see on screen.
1: Exactly, and I like that. I think that's another reason why I like the movie so well, because there were some things that had me questioning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can I interpret it this way, or can I get in this way? So,
0: Well, I had to... Two that I just wrote down quick is um, as honorable mentions because my number five is actually swaps out with two different guys. But um, the one that Mm. I have to have on the list no matter what though is Azrael. He's not in DC Universe right now, but Jean Paul Valley was phenomenal. I love the character of Azrael. Now I'm in the process of reading Nightfall now, where um, he takes over as Batman. It becomes brutal as Batman.
1: That was a great. That was a great. So I'm
0: not quite to that point yet, but um, just the character, the idea of this sleeper agent who becomes a superhero and um, takes down everybody with the flaming sword and all that. That was phenomenal stuff. I used to love that back in the 90s. I actually have uh, most of the run of Azrael comics.
1: Mm, so yeah. um, I only have one and that's from the uh, newer, the second Azrael.
0: Ah, uh, okay. At some point you're going to have to flip through my long boxes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to come over there and see that. And then I, but, I'll show you some of mine.
0: My number um, five and six are somewhat interchangeable sometimes and you'll understand why in a minute. Is actually it, depending on the day, it's either Tim Drake Robin, okay. or Dick Grayson's Red Nightwing. Robin. Well, Red Robin or Nightwing, because
1: okay.
0: really throughout since Tim Drake had become Robin, the two of them were very similar in style as Robin, if I remember right. Hmm. They were both um, they were both detectives. Now Drake didn't have all the acrobatics, but they had all the ga- the tech.
1: Yeah, true. But true. In,
0: it seemed like he was more of the detective, where Nightwing wasn't as much a detective as Robin.
1: Yeah. Nightwing, to me, was still more of a a Batman, but with less detective skills, you know? He just kind of seemed like he went in and did what he had to do and leave.
0: So that's my number six and five. Depending on what day it is, what week it is, those will interchange. But um, who you got for your number five?
1: For my number five, I have Constantine. Oh, okay. It it was between him and Green Arrow, but I'm like... I don't know, I think I explored the lore of Constantine a little bit more. I have more Green Arrow comic books, but the lore of Constantine is more out there in Hellblazer.
0: Ah, okay. Um... My, I never really read much Constantine I mean I, well, I don't think I've ever read Constantine at all I knew the first time I had actually heard of him the name Constantine was from the Keanu Reeves movie but I didn't read Vertigo really
1: yeah well that was the first time I ever heard of him too then I started getting deeper into like the character action I was like oh this is a DC comic okay and then I found out uh, that was uh, Alan Moore introduced him in uh, the Swamp Thing book yeah so I was like oh, okay there's Swamp Thing
0: Oops, I'm getting a notification that we're running out of time on the Mixler.
1: oh so. All right, we'll go but to it, this now we go into extra,
0: <laughs> Well, no, we're going to extra innings. Oh, <laughs> yeah, We're still on the <laughs> podcast side, man. Okay, um, good. Now, listeners, still... every week um, when we record this, we are going to be broadcasting live on Mixler.com. If you go to Mixler.com slash Superpowers Podcast and subscribe to the feed, every time we go live, it'll tell you. And there's a live chat that runs with it, so you can talk to us while we're going. Um hopefully we can get some actual listener interaction with it. So I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Vernon. What was what were you saying?
1: I was just saying to just leave still find uh Grodd so we got a little bit of time too.
0: Yeah. So um <laughs> we're we're here until so they start pounding on the doors, then we gotta hide.
1: Yep. That'll be when we get in trouble.
0: So we're on what, number four? Yes. Let's go ahead with your number four, then I'll hit mine.
1: Uh Captain Marvel. Or Suzanne, whichever you would like to call it. Oh, that sounds
0: familiar. <laughs> I got the same one. I got Captain Marvel on mine too. On, you'll see you'll on see a trend with my yeah, with on this list. I have him as number four.
1: Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> but you'll see
0: it for the top four here, you'll see a kind of a trend going. I love yeah, I guess for so. me, Captain Marvel, I love the idea that the most and he is the most powerful being in the universe really they've even said that technically he has oh, yeah. as, as much or more power than superman
1: well the funny thing is in the background I'm playing uh Justice League Unlimited and the episode just uh got off with a uh Captain Marvel and Superman fight. And at the beginning of that episode, Superman is saving this plane from crashing. Yeah. And Sam just goes right across them real fast. And it's like, who the heck is that flying besides me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's like I said, the fun, greatest thing is he's the, this super powerful guy and he's being controlled by a 12 year old.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't really show it on here. If you were like never heard of uh, Captain Marvel for the Justice League Unlimited, he's helping save the day, helping save the city. Superman's there like, hmm, I don't like this guy. And by time, about five minutes pass, he goes in the playground and turns into a 12-year-old boy. And it's like, exactly. oh, wow, you're not even a man. <laughs> and they always
0: play him up as a fanboy. He's always a fanboy of the other oh, superheroes. Yeah, Superman.
1: <laughs> and I, I don't know if this is an Injustice book or just New 52 book, but um, he punched Superman. He's like, I punched Superman. i just punched superman (laughs) well i really love a fanboy, even though you guys are fighting
0: well i really loved it when he was with him in um young justice oh yeah especially the episode where he was the only one that could go between the um because between the 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 two universes and a child yeah exactly he was an adult and a kid okay so well that's both of us for number four who do you got for your number three
1: martian manhunter
0: martian manhunter nice He actually didn't make my list, but you'll see the, the other ones I do. You you probably already can guess who's the rest of my list. I think what I can't. What about to like?
1: Together again on one of them. <laughs>
0: okay. What is it you like about the, um, John Jones?
1: He could do really everything, and he's i don't know i just feel like he's underused to me in the new 52 probably logically wrote him the best way they could because they he fought against all the justice league and that was the way i introduced him and i'm thinking myself probably the best way to introduce him period because in the justice league he was as powerful as superman uh he had detective skills like batman he could go toto wonder woman and aquaman um he can face through anything flash and him could fight on that one and I don't know, he just has so many different things with him and Green Lantern with his objects. He can also change objects with shape shape-shifted body. He's he got like everybody on Justice League at their game some point. Oh yeah. So and when he they introduced the new fifty two and fought him, I'm like, you know, that's a good way. He can take on everybody by himself.
0: <laughs> okay. Well mine for my number three I'll probably have to put um Kyle Rayner Green Lantern not Ion, not the white lantern i like the original kyle rayner is the green lantern because um that was a, probably the second hero i was reading
1: okay so, is that arkham knight
0: no that's the, actually the um the original theme song from batman from um what 88
1: oh man no you're right because they played that on the lego batman too uh-huh. that's right at first i thought of that i'm like is that batman returns
0: so but um but um, yeah mine's got to be kyle rayner green lantern um like like i said when i started reading in 91 kyle rayner and wally west were green lantern and flash those were my green lantern and flash they were yep. great together it was great to see them and then I actually um, have, go ahead
1: honestly i have to let you read the uh, book have you ever heard of uh jla and teen titan crossover
0: possibly when was it
1: um i want to say mid 90s
0: then i may actually have it here somewhere
1: Okay, if if you don't, I was gonna let you read that because that was one when they were like, we're gonna be we're best friends like the previous Green Lantern and the previous. Oh, Flash yeah, were, then I for think us, yeah, right? I do have that one. Okay, I, that was yeah. that was the line I that hit me like, yeah, they're always gonna
0: be friends. Exactly. Well, that's Green Lantern had two guys always. He was always mm-hmm. best friends with Wally and Ollie, depending on where he was at. Yeah, Hal Jordan had both of them. So, but um. Oh. Go ahead. Or what I what I loved about Kyle Rayner was um, I was reading Wizard magazine back then, which um, mm-hmm. was basically I all your comic kids was Wizard. In Wizard magazine.
1: I really um, missed that.
0: The writers from Green Lantern had said Kyle Rayner was a graphic artist, and so his constructs with the ring would never be the same thing twice because he's got this great imagination running in his head. So
1: and that, yeah, that- that's
0: just it was just phenomenal to see all the different things he would make depending on what it was.
1: And I personally like him because he was a Teen Titan member, too. <laughs>
0: exactly. Okay, so who's your number two?
1: I think we're matched on number two. And tell me if I'm wrong, Flash. But different one? Flash than yours is. <laughs> Mine's is Barry Allen.
0: See, my he's not my number two.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm, and okay. I thought this was going to go a different way. But, um... Yeah, I love Barry Allen. He's the reason for the Speed Force. And it seems like every time they have a time shift in the DC comic books, it's because of Flash. He can go back in time and change everything. Yeah. I I don't know. Just something about that lets me know good thing he's a good guy. Yeah. Because if he wasn't, he could be as evil as Zoom.
0: Well, mine actually, my number two is going to be Superman.
1: Man, you caught me on that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Superman. He's the big blue Boy Scout. And that's just, I love that. I love the fact that he does the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And um, it's just, I don't know, I just like the lily-white baby faces in wrestling terms. So, But who do you got for your number one? Now, Superman didn't even make your list.
1: No, he didn't. Wow. Uh, I like Superman and Wonder Woman, but they're not going to be what I call, I go out my way to get a book yeah. from them. Um, I get a story of them, but not the whole series um, okay. Batman's my number one. Batman's, Batman's got, got your number one card. spot. Oh, yeah. The, if it wasn't for Batman animated series being on TV, I probably would not like him as much as I do. But seeing that, it was it's just real almost to me. He, I guess he had no powers probably, too. was also yeah. hit me. But um, I don't know. I've been a fan of Batman since I was born. <laughs> seems yeah. like so. I used to watch the animated series when I was like four, three, four, something like that, around the same time I watched uh, Super Friends.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that... That was, you were brought up right at the right time when uh, Batman and the Anime series got huge. I used to yep. love that show. I watched it every day religiously when it was on TV.
1: And the good thing about that show was, too, in that time, I also was able to see Batman Returns. hmm. And that, and I guess that's another reason probably why I like the darker tone Superman than, because I remember my mom having watched the Adam West one. I was like, oh man, this is weird. First, I thought they are just being a spoof of Batman from what I was used to. Yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I used to
0: love the. I saw the Adam West reruns all a bunch growing up too. In the '80s, there was a lot of reruns being played.
1: And on, was well, I think the WB on a Saturday or Sunday, they would show the movie of uh, Adam West or show some reruns of it. And I would rec- my mom would record those and I watched it. But I just never really liked them like I did the Batman animated series or the Michael Keaton movies.
0: Yeah. See, Michael Keaton, I think, is my favorite Batman on screen.
1: Which is funny, I, I never call him my favorite, but he's my first Batman i seen on screen. Yeah. So, I don't know, I guess he just got that spot. He's just going to probably be held to a pedestal from everybody else. I think that's why I also like the Ben Affleck Batman. He reminded me more of Michael Keaton's yeah. Bruce Wayne and Batman than what Christian Bale did. Yeah, that was closer. Well, my number
0: one, um, after hearing the story of where I started, probably is not a surprise, it's actually going to be Wally West as the Flash. That was, yep. the f- that was my entrance to actually reading comic books, was reading Wally West. And um, after you read year one and saw how he became the Flash, and then you got, um, during that run, you get a lot, during Mark Wade's run on Flash, you get a lot of, um, who is Wally's motivations? He's, he's always trying to live up to the image of Barry and stuff like that. Yeah. that he's almost like he's out trying to outrace his ghosts. Exactly. So it was, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot,
1: so... That's my number one today. We didn't have a bad list, look like, for neither one of us. (laughs) Huh? We didn't have a bad list for neither one of us. Those are actually pretty, those are some really great characters.
0: So, but, um, listeners, as we start to wrap this up today, um, like I said, come back every week. Hopefully this is going to be out sometime this week. I'll, I got to talk to um, Mike from Weeby Geeks and we'll get this up and running so people can check it out. If not, then we'll, we're going to keep recording these and we'll put them out when we do get that chance. But, Vernon, thank you for being on. Why don't you tell all the listeners how can they actually get a hold of you if they're trying to, if they would not find you out on the internets?
1: Um, probably my Instagram page, uh, nat wolf. My Twitter page is V Yellow, and Facebook, Vernon McWayne Moore. And also Geekwatch one, VL's comic box.
0: Exactly. Where was that? Where's that at?
1: Geekwatch one's website.
0: Which is, it's not that difficult. De-
1: <laughs> and also DC superhero podcast. Yeah,
0: well no, the DC the Geekwatch1 website is geekwatch1.com.
1: Oh, that's You See? can still type in geekwatch1. But you can still get geekwatch1.com. <laughs> there you it go. In.
0: Well, you can find me um on Facebook and um Facebook just look up Ken Rose, you'll find I'm I believe I'm the only one up there. But um also on Twitter I'm KW1 or GW1 Ken. That's it. And on Twitter or on Instagram, on GW1Ken, you can also find the podcast, the DC Superpowers podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look up DC Superpowers podcast in the search bar, and you'll find it. Um, the Twitter is actually DC or Superpowers DC for some reason, but if you search DC Superpowers podcast, you'll find it. Um, Twitter has
1: its own rules.
0: Exactly. So, um, everybody listening, thank you for coming. And I think I hear someone coming down the steps, Vernon. We got to take off. Uh oh.
1: You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast.